Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Wednesday. I'm your host, Buck Rising. Proud, as always, to be presented to you by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com, your dream address without the stress. Don't sell without the intel that the Ashton team can provide to you. All of it available at GaryAshton.com. GetBeast.com is where you go for 50% off using the promo code AZ50 on their great grooming products like the Beast Soap, the Everyone Soap, that I have in my bathroom, in every room in my home. Great stuff. One soap to wash them all is how they market it. It is great. It is useful. It helps you keep clean and keep safe during the time of the Rona. Save 50% off your online order with AZ50. And Brimac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brimac.com. That's who you trust with your HVAC service satisfaction guaranteed. Brimac Mechanical, Chris Hamby, and the Hamby family out there in Clarksville, they'll get you taken care of if you trust them with your business. Let's talk about the NBA. I uh, This is an interesting, This as we open the show, this is a really, really unprecedented time. Right, We're already in the situation with COVID and sports, where we're just happy to see sports back in our lives. And so now we have baseball, we have playoff hockey, we have playoff basketball. You're seeing what is happening uh, right now with another killing uh, of an African American in the United States of America with unnecessary force by a police officer shot multiple times in front of his family, disobedience, uh, not equaling death is kind of the op- is kind of the, the stance that I've taken on that particular subject. But now you see it spread loudly and heard loudly across the country by an NBA team, the Milwaukee Bucks starting a chain reaction tonight, choosing not to take the floor for their playoff game against the Orlando Magic. They, they stayed in the locker room for a time uh, for a period of time. The NBA sent representatives in to speak with them. The entire team emerged making a statement, and this is what they had to say, the video courtesy of Malika Andrews on Twitter. We all thank you guys for taking time your time to stay here with us. Um, we're sorry that it took a little bit more time, but we thought it would be best for us as a team to brainstorm a little bit, educate ourselves, um, and not rush into having raw emotion, giving you guys things like that. So uh, on behalf of ourselves and our team, we are going to place a statement as a team today and go back and continue to educate ourselves and get better awareness of what's going on. And then, you know, speak to you guys later. So, we'll come up with a statement now. Our team statement, uh, the past four months have shed a light on the ongoing racial injustices facing our African-American community. Citizens around the country have used their voices and platforms to speak out against these wrongdoings. Over the last few days in our home state of Wisconsin, we've seen the horrendous video of Jacob Blake being shot in the back seven times by a police officer in Kenosha. And the additional shooting of protesters. Despite the overwhelming plea for change, there has been no action 
So our focus today cannot be on basketball. When we take the court and represent Milwaukee and Wisconsin, we are expected to play at a high level, give maximum effort, and hold each other accountable. We hold ourselves to that standard, and in this moment, we are demanding the same from lawmakers and law enforcement. We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative for the Wisconsin State Legislator to reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. We encourage all citizens to educate themselves, take peaceful and responsible action, and remember to vote on November 3rd on behalf of the Milwaukee Bucks. Do you guys intend to finish the season? That was the that was George Hill and the Milwaukee Bucks uh, leaving the locker room after not taking the after not taking the floor for a playoff game, game five against the Orlando Magic. Fair or foul, their decision to not play their playoff game. How do you feel about this situation given what is being uh, given what beliefs are being espoused, the need for immediate change? Or they will not go out there and do their jobs because they feel they are not being heard. Fair or foul in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. How do you feel about this conversation? The, N- the NBA has started a chain reaction right now. The Reds and the Brewers will not play their game on account of the shooting of Jacob Blake. We have, uh, we have the Mariners not playing against the Padres tonight. The WNBA has said they stand in solidarity at this point. NHL is late to the party. Uh, Founding member of the Hockey Diversity Alliance, Matt Dumba, saying he is sad and disheartened about the situation. This is going to set a precedent for sports for the rest of the year. And we don't know how much longer this particular movement, and it's a movement, by the way, not a moment, it's a movement for change, because these athletes are utilizing their platform to be heard. I want to know how you feel about it. I, you can. I, I'm going to feel a certain way. I welcome the uh, the opposing position. I want to know how you guys legitimately feel about this, fair or foul. Stoney says, I still think they have to finish the playoffs, though, to honor Kobe for no other reason. Fair, not just at the shooting, uh, says uh, Rich Clark with some truly hateful uh, messaging in there. BLM uh, stands for Black Lives Matter and not anything else, and don't get it twisted. Uh, not here, not here in this show. That's not that's not how we're going to play these things. You want to stir up racial uh, racial strife? That's not what this is about. What is being protested is what this is about. This has nothing to do with race. He resisted arrest and was a dangerous felon. What a joke! Listen, you are entitled to that opinion. I think it is an asinine opinion. I welcome that back and forth between you guys here tonight. I will tell you that disobedience should not be a death sentence under any circumstances in this country. No matter who you are, no matter what your, uh, no matter what your status, to be for him to be gunned down in front of his children that way is just so incredibly wrong. This is the situation that we find ourselves in, and it's why I'm absolutely in favor of what the Milwaukee Bucks did tonight. In fact, I think it's incredibly brave. Because these guys are going to have death threats against them. These guys are going to be hated 
for what they have done. This is a hugely unpopular thing among people who are sports fans, who are going to hate the idea that this is out here. And why I love it so much is because they've finally done something. They've finally found a way to organize, to get out there, and to find a way to make people listen to them. And that's to mess with the money. They are messing with the NBA's money right now. They are messing with the broadcast partner's money right now. This is effective. This is a massive, massive issue for the NBA as a league to have to figure out how to make up the revenue that they are going to lose, the sponsorship that they are going to lose, the ad dollars that they are going to be cost. They, it is now incumbent upon them to figure out how to work with their players in this situation. You can talk about docking the players' pay. That's fine. If you feel they shouldn't get paid because they didn't play, I honestly have no I have no I have no pushback against that. That's totally fine. These players understand that they're putting themselves out there in that way and they understand the risks associated with it. They also understand the voices that they have to be used. It's something that we're seeing across sports. It's why I think the college sports are going to be fundamentally different on the other side of this thing. They are trying to force the owners to use their political pull for change, says Chief Franco. They are absolutely going to be heard because they're messing with the money. And that's the one way to get things done effectively. You start messing with people's wallets. You start messing with people's bank accounts. They start paying attention to you. This has started a massive chain reaction across sports where they are now hosting a Sports Center special about the MLB, the NHL, and the NBA saying, you know what, no. If you're not going to listen to us, if you're not going to listen to the people who we represent, we are not going to entertain you if you are not going to at least give us the decency, the courtesy of listening to the message that we're trying to convey for, convey to you. That's my opinion on it. You guys are absolutely entitled to an opposite opinion. And I'm happy to discuss back and forth with you as re- this is not it's it's not going to turn personal here tonight because when we talk about subjects of race, people get upset and I understand why you feel that way about your sports. You don't want to come here to listen to me talk about politics. You don't want to come here to listen to me talk about race. I totally understand that. Okay? I understand that this is an escape. Guys, this is supposed to be an escape for me too. But there is no way to avoid this, and the NBA players have set a precedent for people to hear them, no matter what stage they might be on. This is a massive sacrifice that the NBA players are willing to put themselves out there for, and they're going to be heard one way or another, even if it's at the expense of the league that they play for. That's the question that I'm posing to you guys here tonight, fair or foul, what the NBA players have done, the chain reaction that they have started here on A to Z Sports Primetime. You guys continue to weigh in on what is, uh, on what is, uh, on what is happening um, on the fair or foul question. I welcome your commentary while you guys weigh in with your, que- with your responses and your explanations. I will tell you about the fine folks at the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. GaryAshton.com. Your dream address without the stress. GaryAshton.com. Sell for more if you're in the market to do so. Guaranteed local offer makes the selling process all about your convenience, all about your ease, 
which can be an incredibly stressful process, the home selling process, the Ashton team wants to make your life a lot easier with their guaranteed local offer program. You can take a virtual tour. If you're looking for a new house, they have those available. Pandemic safe at GaryAshton.com, the official realtor of the Titans, Preds, Nashville SC, and A to Z Sports Prime Time, GaryAshton.com. Fair or foul, the Milwaukee Bucks and the chain reaction that they have started. Uh, Screw the NBA, says Walter Williams. They just need to play and leave politics to it. Sponsors and owners said they were dedicated to making real change after George Floyd, now's the time. Jordan never let politics become a distraction, says, uh, says a commenter on Periscope. Forgive me, your name uh, faded before I could see who made the comment. This makes perfect sense. I can see how this is going to make people stop resisting arrest and getting shot, says Benji. Here, here's, here, is, here is the biggest point of contention, right? Was, uh, was Jacob Blake resisting arrest? Yes, he was. He was actively disobeying the police. Here is the issue that is being presented. Because I don't dispute, listen, I don't dispute with you guys, okay? I understand why people are upset on both sides. I, I'm, not, I'm clearly not black, okay? I cannot speak for the black community. I cannot speak for the ache and the hurt that the black community is experiencing and trying to voice as loudly and as desperately as they can. They want to be heard. I also understand the argument that this individual was disobeying police officers. I also understand that the disobedience should not lead to him being shot four or five times, or however many times he was shot. Uh, Yes, and then he reaches for something in his vehicle, says somebody on Periscope. I'm not going to read that handle. Man, don't, don't, don't come in here with conspiracy theory stuff like that. That is not factually accurate. We don't know. His wallet, his registration, I don't think so. See, now you're just spouting off stuff that you don't know to be factually accurate. Should uh, This is a situation, this is a situation where a man was gunned down because of disobedience. This is without question. He disobeyed what the police officers were telling him to, and also they killed him in the street like an animal. Like, that's, that's not how that should go down. And I understand people are going to say that police that the police uh, need protection too. Yes, but not as much as the people that they're policing. The police are there to protect and to serve. And I understand that the job of a police officer is so damn hard. They are asked to do way too much. They're asked to deal with, with people who are dealing with psychological issues. They're asked to deal with homelessness. They're asked to deal with crime, domestic violence, situations that police officers could not possibly could not possibly be overtly prepared to deal with. And we find ourselves in a situation where this man is being gunned down in the street. And it's another example of this happening again and again and again in our country in a way that is just so sad. It's heartbreaking. And I absolutely stand with the Milwaukee Bucks in their statement, with every sports team, with every athlete who's going to make this decision to let their voices be heard. And listen... This isn't over when the NBA ends. This is something that we're going to talk to Mike Vrabel about tomorrow on Titan Zoom calls. This is something we're going to talk to the players about when it comes up. This is a situation where this is going to continue to exist in your sports lives. This is where we find ourselves. This is where we find ourselves with sports, with with racial tensions, with everything that is going on in the United States of America 
in 2020. This is a difficult place that we find ourselves, and also, it's just another example of the injustice in this country where people are biased against against African Americans in a way that maybe you don't realize because you you come from a position where you're not in a position to realize that. Man, I you know I had to be educated on this stuff. Okay, to hear Ryan Tannehill as a white quarterback speak on these kind of issues because at the time of Colin Kaepernick, 4 years to this day, 4 years to this day of Colin Kaepernick beginning the peaceful protest while he was a, qu- a quarterback for the San Francisco San Francisco 49ers. Ryan Tannehill has said four years ago he wished he knew more about the situation that he was that he was dropped into the middle of that all NFL players were dropped in the middle of when Colin Kaepernick kneeled for the first time. Kenny Stills, Ryan Tannehill has spoken on this. Uh, Ryan Tannehill has said that Kenny Stills helped to educate him in this in this way. Ryan Tannehill is a living, breathing example of people who do not know what the black experience is like in this country, but who can also be educated to see where their blind spots lies. And that's the situation that we find ourselves in. That's the situation where we're all trying to recognize, okay, where are our blind spots? Because as much as people, listen, I would, we haven't done, we haven't done a show like this in two months because it's exhausting. I don't like arguing about this stuff. I don't understand why it has to be a point of argument, but it finds itself in a world where everybody's going to have an opinion on this, where everybody is going to have uh, thoughts on this, where it's going to continue to bleed into everything that we do. And so while I understand that this kind of stuff can be so tiresome to you guys, I also understand that they are making it a point to make sure that they continue to make you uncomfortable as black athletes in this sport, united with their white teammates, united with people of all races, creeds, religions, all of it, trying to get you to pay attention to the situation at hand. It's going to be, people are going to hate it. It's, it's the situation, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just how it goes. And the situation is, we are going to be made to feel uncomfortable until we realize that something needs to be done about it. And these athletes are using their... Uh, using their platform to to make sure that we continue uh, that we continue to be made uncomfortable about this, so that change is in fact enacted. Because that's that's what it's gonna ha- it's gonna be ten years of legislation down the road. These guys are doing something that will affect generations to come. But as we sit here on a Wednesday night, four years removed from the first time that Colin Kaepernick kneeled during the national anthem, we see a ton. Uh, we see a ton of the same issues that are being fought against, but actual momentum towards enacting legitimate change. Fair or foul on Facebook Live and on Periscope, how do you feel about this situation? Buck, stop responding to idiots, bro. Listen, man, I don't, I don't think any of you guys are idiots. I really, I, like I, Trevor, Trevor says that on Facebook, I, I understand, uh, I understand why people feel the way that they do. I really do. And I understand that everybody wants to get in a shouting match about it, and I understand that it's an issue that gets turned political. I really do. I want everybody to be able to express their opinions in here. And yeah, we may disagree, but the point of this is to put... This show supposed to bring everybody together, whether we're talking about sports, whether we're talking about anything. So I'm not going to dismiss people and call and call people idiots just because they have a different viewpoint on things 
than I do. There are factual inaccuracies that I feel need to be pointed out. And if I've got a blind, if I'm, if I'm missing facts, I hope people would bring that to my attention. I hope you guys would bring that to my attention when we find ourselves in this situation, uh, yet again, talking about these same tired subjects. Like I just, I look at it, I look at it and think just, I mean, my God, Oscar Robertson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar are in their 70s and 80s. And we're still talking about the same kind of crap uh, that they were fighting against in Muhammad Ali's age. And all of these things, you know, 50 and 60 and 70 years later. Can't get anywhere calling someone racist for having an opinion, says RCT. I'm not calling anybody a racist. I, I, I mean, have you heard me call one person a racist here tonight? I'm simply trying to have a discussion And I hope people don't start throwing slings and arrows at each other. I hope that we can just have a productive conversation because this stuff has found its way into sports again. And I promise you, even when football season gets here, this stuff is just not going away. Are you effing serious, Buck, says Julius. Julius, about what? Of course I'm serious. I'm as serious serious as could possibly be about this stuff. Man, the guy had a weapon, says Julius. And I understand... Uh, I understand that the uh, that the situation um, that the situation is uh, that there that he's alleged to have a knife uh, in in the uh, in in the that he was reaching for a weapon of some kind. Again, I don't I don't I don't have I, I've seen the video. The video is not clear to me that he's reaching for a weapon. I've read the police report. I understand what is being alleged there. As well, I also understand the beliefs of the uh, the uh, the skepticism of the African American community. When you look at the NBA, the general manager for the Toronto Raptors, who got shoved by a cop after they won the finals last year, and the cop then sued him for assault. Like I understand why people can 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 cite these facts and opinions, and why the other side can be very very skeptical because. Again, there are fundamental issues with the way that this kind of stuff is handled, and it continues to pop up. It's not excuse making; it's just explaining both sides, that so that both sides can be equally represented, and that we can talk about it here tonight on A to Z Sports Prime Time. The pro, uh, the protests are for police brutality, uh, not black on black crime, says Kevo. That's indeed the case. It's evident a police lied, said Temper Tight. Everybody lies, okay? Police. But people people lie, all right? It's not it's not anywhere close to outside of the realm of possibility. We just saw this happen with the Toronto Raptors and their general manager. There's a reason that the black people are skeptical of the way that they're policed. You can t- you maybe you can't understand it because you've never been through it, but you see enough examples of it to to cite and to to say to say when they point and say, look, look what's just happened to one of the most highest. The most high rank, one of the most high-ranking individuals in professional basketball. Everybody lies, okay? Everybody lies, and it's just a, it's again, it's not an accusation. It's an explanation for why everybody is as sensitive to this stuff as we should be. By the way, we should all collectively be sensitive this, to this stuff and try our best to hear out both sides to try and move forward. NBA says chart scouts. Rather suppress freedom in Hong Kong for China uh, money. Yet this, listen, the NBA is absolutely, uh, absolutely guilty of that. They they totally kowtowed to communist China. Like I can be on. It doesn't matter 
uh, what side of the aisle that I uh, that I may fall on. And by the way, I don't think I fall on a particular side. I'm just for the side that's the least stupid. <laughs> Please debate Clay, uh, Clay Travis, Buck, says Big Chip. And I'd, I'd be happy to ha- talk to Clay. You know, Clay's got a lot of different views than me. Um, I, I respect who, what Clay Travis has done in his career. I would also like the opportunity to talk to him about why he feels the way, uh, feels, feels the way that he does about some of these things. By the way, so, so what I'm saying is the NBA can want to make moves for equality for black Americans and also be guilty of absolutely, uh, absolutely covering up issues with uh, with communist China, how do you comment this much on all his periscopes or just his political <laughs> political ones? Says Wesley, I don't think I do a bunch of politics, guys. I really don't. I'm just I'm just saying it. It comes into it comes into sports, and you know what am I going to do with it? Am I, am I not going to talk about it? Would you guys rather me just completely and totally ignore everything that's going on? If people are this toxic towards Buck, imagine how toxic they are towards Katie Nolan. I don't think any of you guys are toxic towards me. I really don't. I understand why you guys don't don't want this want this wading into your sports. Truly, I do. I say all of this on the front end because I get as tired of it as you do. But again, think about how tired uh, these black athletes must be of having this message con- constantly echo and to their perception, having nobody hear them over and over and over again. It's not politics. It's race. I really do think that there's a big difference. Uh, how about the NBA tell, tell citizens to the, obey the law? Again, Roy Powers, I don't disagree with you. He disobeyed, but that should not be a death sentence. It really, it really, really, really should not be. Uh, Matthew says, Buck's voting for Biden. Man, I got issues with Biden and Trump. I got a lot of issues with both those guys. I don't think there is a, I really don't think there's a good candidate right now out there running for the president of the United States. And that's, you know, that's neither side. That's just, I want, I want the side that's going to best benefit humanity. And at this point, I don't know how well either side is going to do that because I don't trust either of them very much at all, given how, given how crazy all of this gets skewed on both sides, by the way, on both sides. Please hear me when I say that I recognize it is on both sides. Black lives are not a political talking point, says Chief Franco. Man, Chief, I, it's been turned into one. It, it, there's, there's no way around it. I've been saying that race isn't politics for so long um, that I just, I don't know how much longer I can fight against it because it continues to be turned political. And it really, really, it, it makes me sad that we can't talk about uh, things that should be easy, easy for people, uh, easy for people to uh, to to you know agree on. No offense, but Canada is chill, chill AF guy says Montreal Titan. Uh, I man, Canada Canada is just so much easier going than we are. We're at each other's throats all the time. We really are. Uh, is twenty twenty one here yet? Says Caleb Near. I think we're all tired of this junk. Yeah, man. I mean, we can be tired of it, but again, it's not going. Anywhere. No crime is okay, says Kevo, until you have walked in our shoes. STFU, you you don't understand what we go through daily as a community. Man, I'm trying. Uh, I I really, I really, I don't, I don't have that perspective. I don't know if Kevo's talking to me. I don't know if Kevo's talking to somebody in the comments. I, I'm really trying my hardest. Um, And I, I, I appreciate you guys, again, on both sides, being willing to educate me. And I hope that you appreciate me being willing to, you know, that we, this is an open forum. You guys can say literally whatever you want to me in here and to each other in here. And I hope that you do it in a way that's decent 
and uh, most of all kind, even though you may disagree with one another. But the experience, um, it's just not something that anybody outside of the black community can, can experience. It's, it's just the way that it goes. All things can't be equal. Um, we, we very much as, as a society have proven that we just can't find a way to do it uh, do it with, with good balance. And at this point, this is the issue that the NBA players are trying uh, to bring to light. Uh, people are so sad, says Rhett, can't even get out of their own way. This is a huge reason nothing will change. Our legal and justice system is barbaric. What short-term goals should the players ask for, says Wesley William. Man, Wesley, I, I think that's a great question. I I don't I don't think that I am... Uh, I don't think I don't think that I'm I'm in a position to to say what they should what their sh- demand should be, you know. Again, that speaks to the kind of blind spots. Like I don't want to, you know, when when I do these shows, guys, I don't want to sit up here and bitch without solutions. I really don't. I want to have a solution to the problem or an answer to the question that we're talking about on any given night, no matter what it is. Um, but I also recognize that I'm in I'm in a position uh, I'm in a position to not. To not know what that community needs to be asking for short term. I do understand that I'm willing to hear them out on it, though, without question, because I see what's happening on social media, just the same way that you guys are. NBA players aren't being heard because a lot of people aren't watching. It's just a hard situation, says Robert Deerfish. No, but people are on social media, Robert. They're, they're, I mean, everybody's ratings stink right now. Look at WWE. WWE's ratings are a complete and total catastrophe from what they used to be even three years ago. It's just about the way that things are changing. I saw somebody say, uh, what's the saying about cancel culture? I cancel Buck. Man, you can cancel me if you want to. I'm not going anywhere. My bosses aren't canceling me. In fact, I really do think that they, that Zach and Austin appreciate that I can talk about this stuff within the world of sports and have all of you guys participate in it. You know, most of you guys participate in it in a way that doesn't lead to people just slinging hate at each other. I hope that is something that we can get accomplished here on the primetime show. I want to ask you guys the question, though. How would you handle this as commissioner of the NBA? You know, let's try and find some solutions here, uh, or at least a plan moving forward for the NBA. This is a very, very difficult thing that, that the commissioner of, the, uh, of this league is being put into. By the way, baseball, baseball trying to find a way to get them to play 60 games already having a hard time because of COVID, and now because of the Jacob Blake, what is now being dubbed as what should be dubbed as the Jacob Blake protests for this man in Kenosha who was, uh, who was shot gratuitously by police officers uh, in, uh, in Kenosha. This is a situation where these commissioners are going to have to find a solution to this. What Want this fixed? Get rid of the media, says Julius. <sighs> Julius, I... I get that. Uh, I get that we think. I I get why people hate the media. I do, and, and I'm I'm talking about I'm talking about as, as from a position of media. You know, I'm I'm media, right? I'm not. You know, I'm not I'm not CNN. I'm not Fox News. I'm not even I'm not even a local news anchor. Like I'm a I'm a sports talk guy. I do a sports talk show uh, on on the internet. I do radio. I do podcasts. I do you know the occasional television appearance when uh, when they ask me to. But outside of this, like, I understand why people think the way that they do about the media. I understand, you know, it should be my duty, if I'm going to get up here and talk about this to, to you guys, talk about this with you guys, not to you guys, you know, 
It's a conversation between all of us. I should know every fact about this that's available to me. I also understand that it's a live stream broadcast and I, and I slip up. And I hope that you guys point out those slip-ups and so we can correct them in live time. There's a degree of difficulty to that. I also understand that it's my responsibility with the microphone in front of my face to get that stuff right. People take advantage of the microphone in front of their face. Fake news is a real thing. Even, even if I think that media, and it's not just because I work in the media, even though I think media is important for people finding out truth and facts, media has betrayed a lot of you guys. And this is speaking from somebody who's in the media. Because on both sides, they have done a poor job keeping your guys' trust because they've embellished. Because media is such a bigger thing now that anybody can get really get a blog or get a podcast or all these things. And social media leads to much confusion uh, about conspiracy theories and stuff like that. And I don't think that everybody should just take what the news gives them and uh, and keep and keep it uh, and keep it as uh, and keep it as fact. I think that it's a really really hard situation to be put in, but I don't think that the solution is getting rid of the media. I think that media needs to be. I think that media needs to be held to a much higher standard. The media uh, uh, won't. Uh, the media said it says Montreal Titan. Man, I mean. Media media has got a lot of problems, and we're trying to figure it out as an industry as we go. But I do I do think that we've betrayed your guys' trust um, in a way that's very clear and obvious, in a way that doesn't help this at all when you're being asked to be discerning and you don't know who's you know who's saying it for opinion, who's got actual facts, who's doing legitimate journalism on it, or who's just a talking head. And I and again I I'm the first to admit to you guys, it's all about transparency. Here on the show, we all struggle with it. I get stuff wrong all the time, and I'm trying. You know, I try to do the best job that I can to make sure that each side is rep- represented, that the facts are represented, and that we don't uh, that we don't sling stuff uh, that we don't sling stuff along, that we don't propagate things that are untrue. That's just kind of the situation that we find ourselves here on A to Z Sports Prime Time, trying to figure this out. Don't start an argument with people who buy ink. Uh, by the barrel says, uh, says, says, uh, uh, I, oh, forgive me. The comment faded. I missed it. Uh, Ricky says getting rid of the media is only a way of covering up the truth. Only certain people will feed that feel that way about the media. And I'll leave it at that to be respectful. Says Ricky King. I wouldn't get rid of the media, but what media is actually trustworthy says Sean Gill. Ryan Graves says Buck. <laughs> well, listen, you know, I, 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 I hope you guys trust me and I hope you guys trust me to, to get it right. Uh, I, I really do, and I, I, think that, I think that we do a good job of that around here, and I think that that's one of the most important things to me. Um, I, I just, I, it's, it's really, it's, you know, nobody wants to hear me complain about how hard it is, but guys, this is, this is really hard stuff that, we, that we're finding ourselves in, and I hope that we can, that we can try and work through it collectively as a, as a show, because this is your guys' show. I'm a friend here talking with you. We can talk about whatever you guys want to. All I'm saying is this has started the precedent. Um, this has started the precedent that you will see play out on your NFL Sundays and your college football Saturdays and your NBA basketball and your NHL hockey and now in the MLB. And baseball doing it? Baseball is not the league that I thought would be hugely progressive on this stuff. And they're out there arm in arm because the players are going to be heard. And that is the thing that we find ourselves with 
at the end of the day here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. I want to know how you guys would handle playoff boycotts as NBA commissioner. I want to know how you guys would uh, would handle this situation should you have the controls. Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope. How would you handle the playoff boycott as NBA commissioner? You're going to hear from Chris Weber, an NBA commentator for TNT, here in just a second. We will discuss these things at length. All of that stuff is ahead for you. While you guys tell me how you would handle it as Adam Silver, I will tell you about our friends at Brymac Mechanical. B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. That's the website for the HVA service that you should trust. Commercial, they got you. Residential, they got you. Brymac.com is the place that you go. They are the best in the business. They've got three locations here in the mid-state and in the state of Kentucky. They've got a wide reach and will make sure that their technicians give you your satisfaction guaranteed on all of your HVAC needs. Brymac.com, B-R-Y-M-A-K, Brymac.com. Don't make an emotional decision, says RCTD2. Make a calculated decision uh, with Adam Silver talking about commish for the day. So how would you handle these playoff boycotts? Because I think an emotional decision is the thing that you have to safeguard against the most. I think it's the biggest praise that I can heap upon the SEC. Uh, the SEC as a, as a college sports conference, whether that be for the decision to play football, for fall sports in general, I think that the SEC has handled this so very right in the way that they just waited. They continue to wait. We will plan to play a football season or a fall sports season until we are told that we cannot. We will make the necessary preparations. We will put ourselves in a position to succeed. But we will not make rash decisions. Cough, cough, Big Ten, Pac-12. We are going to see how things play out and at least let it get closer before we yank the plug. That's the biggest praise that I can heap upon the SEC. Now that's talking about a college football season and COVID. This is a much different situation, but there are similarities that I think Adam, Adam Silver faces. They lost so much money tonight from their broadcast partners, from their advertising dollars, because three, not one, three NBA playoff games were postponed as a result of the Milwaukee Bucks' decision to not participate in their Game 5 tonight. Not only did they cost ESPN a ton of money, they cost Turner a ton of money. They cost ESPN even more money because the situation, uh, because the MLB decided in solidarity with the players in the NBA for the Black Lives Matter movement, they would not play in their games. Many of them, the Dodgers, the Reds, the Brewers, MLS is withholding uh, withholding play except for Nashville SC and Orlando who had started prior to that league-wide decision being made. How would you handle this as Adam Silver? Because one, you got to keep your workforce happy. But two, you got to have the money to be able to keep your league afloat. And they've already, they're already in such a tough spot with how much damage financially COVID has done to them. How should Adam Silver balance this to make sure that both sides are represented here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Does activism make the league less marketable in the future, says Adam Bernhardt? Here's what I'll tell you. Because I think I think that Adam Silver is it's it's a tough position to be in. I think that activism 
for good and for bad reasons, okay, I think that activism for good and for bad reasons really does not affect the overall value, okay? People are going to pay for live sports rights. People are going to pay for the right to have... Television networks have air to fill, okay? Do you know how valuable... you know why baseball still continues to be hugely profitable in the way that it is? It's because they have 162 games of regular season inventory that you can put on a network to keep your summer programming going. TV stations, for as long as there's television networks and cable packages and all of these things, are going to pay the money for the ability to fill their airtime. Everybody's a 24-hour network now. Everybody needs 24-hour programming. Television network networks will pay for the rights to the highlights. Television networks, even the, that's why the ratings can suck and it really, really won't matter. You'll see the, and the NFL is, is ratings proof. At this point, I think we're going to see a massive spike in their numbers um, once football actually takes place, fans or not. But the NBA, MLB, all of these leagues, they're going to be in demand no matter what level of activism that the players take. These are valuable. The games themselves are valuable commodities. And whether that ends up to being, uh, being to Amazon, to, you know, to, uh, to, to Turner, to ESPN and Disney, all of it will make sure that these things stay afloat. Thoughts on the racist comments to Luka Doncic on the court and the NBA didn't care about? Uh, yeah, uh, what what did uh, what did Montreal uh, Montrez Harrell call Luka? He called him a what did he call him a was it a was it a bitch ass white boy or uh, what what did he say? Whatever it was, it was wrong. Like it's it's categorically wrong. Um, and Luka and and Harrell uh, got out there and apologized. Uh, Doncic said after the game that, uh, it was, it was a, it was, you know, he understands that they were in the heat of the battle and it, uh, and it gets, it gets fired up. And also like the, the playing field doesn't get to be level on some of that stuff. Like I understand we're, here's ultimately how I view this stuff. Okay. Here's ultimately how I view it. I think you shouldn't, you shouldn't say that. Like if, if, you know, you can't, you can't, you can't say, uh, you can't say black boy, that way, the same way that you shouldn't be able to say white boy. You can't be racist towards white people, says Tempered Titan. I, I disagree with you there. Here's, here's what I will say to you, okay? There is, no, there is no such thing as fair, all right? There is no such thing as fair. Like, fairness is something that we have been fighting against uh, or fighting for in, for everybody, all right? For as long as people have been fighting for things. And here's what I will say to you. Like... This is a position where white people feel marginalized. They feel like they're they're being encroached upon, and they are, by the way, and they should be, by the way, because uh, white people collectively have been have have had the the lion's share of the power and the 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 ability to enact change, and I think that that is something that that still exists. Now, if you if uh, when you get back to in a corner and you don't know what you can or cannot say. Of course you're going to be hypersensitive to these things. Of course you're going to lash out when these things happen. I'm looking at this and saying, uh, and looking at this and saying, um, you know, sometimes you just got to eat it. Like, really, you got to eat it. Like, Montrez Harrell apologized, Doncic said it's okay, and we move on. And and it cannot, and, and they cannot, you know, it's unequal at this point. We are in the middle of trying to find balance. And maybe we ultimately don't get to find balance. But at certain points, like, 
I, it may not seem fair, but at certain points, white people are just going to, you, you're just going to have to, you know, you just got to say tough, like tough, you know, like I'm so, I'm, I'm, you know, at, you shouldn't be able to do that if you're Harold and tough, you know, like these, these things happen. And that, that's not, that's not something that people want to hear, but also like tough, <laughs> It's just kind of the situation that we find ourselves in because they, while they are equitable, I understand why there's a harsher reaction to one than the other. I understand why that one side would have a harsher reaction to that than the other. I also understand why white people would want equality in the way that they're being treated. And I would also say, you know, it's time, uh, people are making up for lost time at this point. And it's not, you know, it's not a good answer. It's not a perfect solution, but also tough. <laughs> like that's just kind of the place that we find ourselves in. And again, I recognize the opinions of the people that feel that way. It's not equitable. It hadn't been equitable in a very long time. These things will happen and that, that doesn't make them right, but they will happen. And sometimes you just got to eat it uh, on both sides, by the way. I really do think that's true. Baseball shocked me, says Ricky King, by getting into the movement, getting bigger. And that alone is pressure on the powers that be. Uh, Trip says, uh, what does Tripp say? Oh, Tripp's arguing with somebody that's not me. In the com- you guys are at each other in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope tonight, and I understand why. Uh, I'm not for the playoff boycott, says Dom. I don't think them not playing basketball helps anything. Basketball isn't the problem. Basketball isn't the reason we are being killed. Dom is speaking uh, from the perspective of an, of an African-American, and I understand that people feel that way on both sides. But also, Dom, like, I, where, else, where else are people going to get heard? You know, I mean, national television is the best way to reach people. Social media is the best way to reach people. And while basketball just happens to be a uh, a casualty in all of that, like this is the this is the opportunity that they have to be able to use their platform in a way that they think is uh, that they think is fair. And I, you know, I understand that. Here is the question that we're asking you: How would you handle? the playoff boycott as NBA commissioner. I'll tell you how I feel about it here in just a second. First, I want you to hear from Chris Webber, who verbalized, as a commentator and a former player, who verbalized a lot of what these current players are dealing with right now. V-Love says, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, buddy. Uh, you know, again, we, we spent a lot of time talking about it, V-Love. I, I can't, I, I, don't know, I don't know what your experience is like. I don't know what all my black friends' experience is like. All I know is... I'm I'm trying I'm trying to listen and to learn to people like Chris Weber uh, Chris Weber because he is also sick and tired of being sick and tired. No change tomorrow. We know vote. We keep hearing vote. Everybody vote. But I'm here to speak for those that are always marginalized. Those that live in these neighborhoods where we preach and tell them to vote and walk away. Charles Barkley came to my high school. Just seeing him in the locker room, seeing his hands and his body, that inspired me. You can't see something. You can't be something until you see it. And when I tell you the little kids that have called me upset, I have a godson that has autism, and I just had to explain to him why we aren't playing. I have young nephews that I've had to talk to about death before they've even seen it in a movie. If not now, when? 
if not during a pandemic <laughs> and countless lives being lost, if not now, when? That's, that's all I just want to hear from the rest of the night while everybody's pontificating and thinking and soapboxing and all of that. We know nothing is going to change. We get it. If Martin Luther King got shot and risked his life, Mega Evers, if we've seen this and all of our heroes constantly taken down, we understand it's not going to end. But that does not mean, young men, that you don't do anything. Don't listen to these people telling you don't do anything because it's not going to end right away. You are starting something for the next generation and the next generation to take over. Do you have to be smart? Yes. Do you have to make sure that you have a plan? Yes. Do you have to be articulate about that plan? Yes. All of those things. But that's what you're going to do. They're professionals. They know how to be the best of themselves. And so I applaud it. I applaud it because it is the young people. It is the young people leading the way. And I applaud them. That's Chris Weber giving voice to what the players are feeling, what the black community is feeling right now, and the position that Adam Silver as commissioner of the NBA is being put in as having to manage all of this, the balance between the workforce, the players who, is, who he is supposed to protect and supposed to help, uh, help create a, a tolerable work environment, and also the sponsors who make his product possible to air. I saw... Uh, forgive me, Glenn, I, I missed your last name on Periscope. Glenn says he has no use for the NBA anymore. And I understand, I, you know, I, I, here's what I'll say. I don't understand why you feel that way. Um, I also recognize that there will be people who have that feeling on the NBA. And the NBA is loudly vocal about this stuff. Proudly, uh, proudly so. In a way that I think is very, very important in a way that I, you know, I've been begging athletes to be out, outspoken like this for years. Ever since I started doing this, and every time I started listening to a cliched uh, press conference that an athlete would give about stuff that they're really not interested in, they, uh, I wish they would be more honest like this. Every sponsor of the NBA should refuse to renew immediately. Well, yeah, but how do you handle that as Adam, Adam Silver? Right, that's that's the thing. How you how do you balance that as the commissioner? Not what you would do as the sponsor. I'm sure the sponsors are going to get their money back. By the way, the NBA now owes these uh, owes these corporations, as DDK uh, is pointing out on Periscope. Every corporation paying for season tickets should stop immediately. I mean, th- there are people who are going to demand that. And also, like, how do you balance that as the commissioner of the league? I think. That you are in a situation, here's here's how you handle it, and here's how Adam Silver is going to handle it uh, on Facebook Live and on Periscope. If you're, mad, if you're mad because people fighting to be treated equal, you need to check yourself, says Mr. O- forgive me if I mispronounce it, Aurelio. Uh, forgive me, uh, forgive me, brother, if I, uh, if I mispronounce the name. Absolutely none of it is worth the headache. Spend entertainment dollars elsewhere, says DDK. What, what is the headache, though? Like, are you really are you really getting a headache from people telling you that black people are tired of being shot in the street? Like, is that really giving you a headache? Why? I mean, <laughs> DDK. Like, I, I I understand what you're trying to say about people want their money back, and I I happen to agree with you. I think that people uh I think that people who paid for advertising and I uh, should get their money back, and I believe that the players should not be paid for a game that they boycotted. Like, all of those things can be so. But like, are you really getting a headache from hearing about racial injustice from a basketball player? Like, does that really bother you that deeply in a way that's going to like affect the way that you sleep at night? I don't think that, you know, I think that's one, if it does, like a little bit of self-analysis, I think would go a long way. 
I'm not telling you how to think. I'm just asking you if you would like to think about the way that they are talking about this. And, and really, if it deserves such a reaction as to say, uh, if, you des- if it deserves such a reaction to say, you know, shut up and shut, uh, essentially, uh, shut up and dribble is what you're saying. If you believe this country is harder on minorities than anywhere in the world, you need to check yourself. Um, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that statement. And also, I think that's not good enough. Like, just because it's, you know, just because it's better than everywhere else in the world, and maybe, you know, to a degree, not that much better than everywhere else in the world, why shouldn't it be better? Why shouldn't it be better? Like, just because it's better than everywhere else doesn't mean it's anywhere close to good enough. Supporting your employees translates to a better product in all service, says OG Will Aiken. That's the way to do things. That's the right way to do things. How would you handle these things if you were Adam Silver Commissioner of the NBA, listen, he's going to go on the right side of history in this, and he's going to side with his players, and he's going to side with his workforce. And I'm going to tell you why uh, here on uh, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. I am going to tell you that, uh, that the situation um, is that really the NBA doesn't stand to lose that much money if, like, if, their, if their television contract partners don't renew. Amazon is going to pay for this stuff. Uh, Buck, if you care you, and are learning, you got to quit trying to make this a two-sided, two-sided argument. No, I'm not trying to make it a two-sided argument, man. I'm just saying, like that there are there are valid points on both sides, and also the right side of history is to stop shooting black people. Like I get that most people with this faux outrage over the NBA uh, wouldn't be watching the NBA anyway. Says V Love, and again, V Love, I'm paraphrasing because your comment faded away. Um, I I recognize valid arguments on both sides. I recognize that one side is discernibly right in this situation. It's going to be the right side of history. And also, it's not going to cost Adam Silver any money. Okay, so he can make this decision from a moral perspective, which in a perfect world is how you would like everybody to make this decision, right? What is morally right? What is morally right is to uh, put aside the money and to support the people who feel that they need to be heard, who do need to be heard, by the way. This is something that I am absolutely unequivocally supporting as, as a sports media member, as a gas bagger, as somebody who considers them to be an ally of the African American community and of all minorities, by the way. I'm, you know, I, I know I know a lot of people are looking at Buck Rising and thinking, oh, it's just another loudmouth woke white guy. No, I'm an Arab American and I am absolutely going to ride for the side of the people who are disparaged in this country. Ten times out of ten. Every time I understand, at least to a degree, what that looks like, what that can feel like, what people who are on the Egyptian side of my family have been persecuted for, like that deeply, deeply hurts me, deeply, deeply hurts me ever since, ever since, you know, and this is, you know, this gets into personal stuff with me ever since September 11th, when I stopped being a tan white guy and I became an Arab to people. Okay, there was a very, very real time in my life where that was something that people would use against me, that people would use against my family in a way that I hate, that I hate to this day. And I don't hate a lot of things, but I feel that hate in my heart, in my soul, in a way that really, to to the day that my dad died, okay, to the day that he died, I still feel the way that we were held in, uh, in randomly selected for special screening trying to travel for Christmas, the December after 9-11, because my dad is Egyptian-American, or excuse me, Egyptian. I am Egyptian-American, and we were detained because they thought a dad and his kid going to Florida for Christmas 
may have shoe bombs because of, because of his last name and my middle name. Passing for white does not equate to white. Important point, Buck. Man, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I just want myself to be, you know, I, I just want to be on the right side of things. And for me, this is a morality issue. It's not a, it's not a political issue. It's a morality issue. Listen to the people who have been historically held down in this way. Listen to the athletes who are trying to represent those people who will, who have not been, who have systematically been unable to represent themselves. I will always ride for that side because I, you know, I don't understand the full scope of things, but I understand a very, very small bit of what that looks like. And I know the way that it made me feel. I know the way that it still makes me feel the way that it still really, really angers me in a way that I don't like to be angry. I don't like to have that poison spew over into what it is that I do. And I understand that, uh, that it, it colors my opinion in this way. And I also understand why people would feel the way that they do. Uh, Lil Ron of 2000 said, says, Preach, Buck, being on the right side, not easy. It, no, it is, Puka. It really is. Like, at the end of the day... Like, it's just the right thing to do. And so Adam Silver's going to make the right decision, and Adam Silver's going to get to keep his money. I'm going to tell you why. Why Adam Silver can side with the workforce and not have it affect the bank account in a way that people are going to. I'm going to tell you that right after I tell you about our friends at the Beast, uh, at GetBeast.com. Tame the Beast, in fact. Adam Silver is going to do have to do some beastly maneuvering over the course of patching up the relationship with the, between the NBA, the players, and the people who pay for the broadcast to be put on. He, if he was smart, would relax before he makes these decisions with products like the Beast Face Mask. Kalen Clay Bakuchol and Activated Charcoal. Very relaxing. My skin looks great because I use this stuff three times a week, as well as all of my great Beast grooming products. You can groom boldly. You can be a Beast for 50% off on products like the Beast Face Mask at GetBeast.com with promo code AZ50. AZ50 saves you 50% off your online order, courtesy of Tame the Beast. Mater V says it's tremendously easy to be on the right side of the uh, of history if you have an iota of moral of moral compass. And I'll, listen, I'll say this to V Love, man. You know, I thought I've thought of myself. You know, everybody thinks they're a good person, right? And and what V-Love is saying is absolutely so. Like, if you have a moral compass, it's not hard to make the right decision. Like, it's just not that hard to make the right decision on this stuff. The decision that is the moral decision, uh, with that, without question, our friend Trey Wallace says, uh, from, uh, from Fox Sports Knoxville, says, such a beautiful beard coming in. Yeah, you know, I grow good facial hair. Shout out to being Egyptian-American. Beautiful tan, beautiful facial hair. A lot of body hair, but beautiful facial hair nonetheless. Love that. Here is a uh, here is the situation for the NBA and for for the moral compass aspect of things. V Love, I I I I understand what you're saying about that, and you're you're right. But a lot of people need need to be educated about this kind of stuff. Again, I go back to Ryan Tannehill speaking on this sto- stuff after the George Floyd mu- murder. Like Ryan Tannehill was incredibly eloquent. On the, on the status of race relations in this country, on the status of race relations in the NFL, and the, the self-discovery journey that he went on that Kenny Stills helped to educate him. I personally come, come from a place in Podunk, Indiana, where people are blatantly racist, comfortable with being racist, open 
about their racism because we have very, very few people in the, at least in my, in the town that I'm from there, I had one black guy that went to my high school, like one black guy. And he was a transfer student from Ghana. He was French African, and he was not somebody who you, you would typically associate with the black experience in America. I did not experience truly on a regular basis black people in my life until I started covering an NFL team. Until I try until until I started listening and learning about the people who I was working around. We've been trying to educate for years, says V Love. People just refuse to listen. Man, I V Love, I'm with you, buddy, but I'm I'm not I'm not done trying to get people uh, to listen. You know, I'm not done trying to attract people. Uh, people's attention to this stuff. I don't think that it's exhausting. It has to be exhausting to continue to say these things to people and to not be heard continuously. But we are seeing progress. Again, a movement, not a moment, and we are seeing that come to bear. People like me can be educated. Just because I'm considered a minority does not mean that my views about uh, about the African-American com- community were what they were in high school. Okay, I come from a very, very ignorant place. And the beliefs that I had before I went to college were, were I, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of the person that I was in high school and through the, through the early part of college before I was really, really exposed to other people from different places, different beliefs, different backgrounds, all of these things. Like, I look back on that and I am deeply, deeply ashamed with the person who I was. And I think that huge strides have been made in my personal growth, in my personal understanding, because people took the time to educate me on these things. People took time to show me their perspective. Now, I happen to think that I'm, I'm willing to listen in a way that maybe some other people aren't, but I, ca- I came, I, I'm telling you, where, where I'm from, it is openly racist in a way that is, it makes me still uncomfortable. That's where I am exhausted I appreciate appreciate each and every one trying to fight the good fight, man. Well, as long as you guys, as long as you guys want to fight this fight, I'm here to fight it with you, without question. Racism and ignorance exists in all cultures and communities. That doesn't mean we should stop pushing uh, pushing against it, and we'll continue to do so. Adam Silver uh, will continue to do so, and also get the paychecks because people are going to pay for live sports broadcasts. That's what this comes down to. At the end of the day, the NBA not losing any money, even though people are going to think they are, and their ratings look terrible. But everybody's ratings look terrible. Those who want to learn and grow, uh, nobody's perfect, and we can all get better each day. Man, that is some Mike Vrabel coaching cliche stuff, but it doesn't mean that it's not true from V-Love on, uh, on Facebook Live and on Parent. Man, I'm really enjoying this show tonight. I, uh, I'm really enjoying the you guys allowing, allowing us to have these kind of conversations, because I never know how this is going to go. <laughs> I really don't. I have no idea every time that we get... I was talking to poor intern Reed, man, and we're doing a long show tonight. And it's because, you know, when 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 race when when stuff stuff wanders into sports that's stimulating out within the world of sports, but not something necessarily that I get to engage in, you know, I, I'm legitimately stimulated by these kind of conversations. And I man, I appreciate you guys so much for being willing to participate in these conversations with me and for allowing us to go as long as we have uh, on tonight's show with these kind of things. So as a payoff, we're going to talk about some actual basketball. Let's talk about the Tucker TN quarantine question of the day. NBA Finals games being postponed. This is going to be a hard right pivot, or not a hard right pivot, but a hard pivot. (laughs) A hard pivot into actual sports conversation 
uh, here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. What do you think of protests in Nashville? Says Rishi. Uh, I was I was at the uh, I was at the protests uh, at the Legislative Plaza um, after the George Floyd murder. I was one there to support uh, because I I deeply believe that this is this is a that this is a cause worth supporting. That it is the right thing to do. Um, I think that it's it's hard because of the uh, because of the. I think it you know to go back to like Mayor John Cooper was on the midday one eighty today and he was at the protests as well. Mayor Cooper was at the protests um, and and is and is justifying uh, and is saying you can't have Nissan State fans at Nissan Stadium even though uh, peaceful protests are okay to hold in in mass gatherings and. There's deeply flawed logic in that. And Mayor John Cooper and I disagree on many, many things. Uh, again, it's not a right or left situation. It's just, you know, does it make sense? Is it common sense? Do we, do we think that the reasons being cited are actually the reasons these things are being done? Or are they posturing? You know, and a lot of it is posturing. What I heard today on the Midday 180 was absolutely posturing. I was deeply disappointed in the, uh, in the performance of Mayor John Cooper on the radio today with, uh, with our guys from, uh, from 104.5 The Zone. I will say though that uh, that as a part of those things, I took the precautions that I thought I needed to. Um, excuse me, my alarm's going off, meaning I've gone way later than I normally do. <laughs> uh, I was at the protest. I practiced social distancing. I wore a mask. I stayed six to ten feet away from people. I was out on the legislative plaza. I was there to to show my support, and also I've, I've never seen. I've never seen protests like that before in my life, and I wanted to experience something like that. Mayor Cooper shouldn't have encouraged the protests if he was all... Robert Deerfish says Mayor Cooper shouldn't have encouraged the protests. Here's what I'll say, uh, Robert. Mayor Cooper shouldn't have encouraged the protests if he was also not going to use the same logic for fans at sporting events and concerts. Like, I really do think that, he, that he's, that's a fundamental flaw in his logic in a way that you can support one, but also... Make sure that you're in the same vein for the other when those things are put in front of you, and they're kind of equal. In fact, there's a it's a way easier proposition to spread out at a football game uh, if you're going to have what what are the Dolphins having thirteen thousand at Hard Rock Stadium? You can do that with thirteen thousand people in a seventy thousand seat stadium way easier than you can hold a peaceful protest on the Legislative Plaza for thirteen thousand people. I can tell you that from personal experience on both sides. So the logic can be flawed. Uh, and you can support the protest, but you can also understand that that logic is going to be used against you when you try to keep fans out of the stadium. You can watch games at home. You can't protest at home, says OG Wilkin, and that's that's an exceptional point uh, by the OG. And we appreciate the OG's perspective on those things here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Let's talk about actual college, not college basketball. Let's talk about actual basketball here on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Who's going to win the NBA title? Like I feel like we haven't talked. We you know we never get to talk about the NBA at all, ever when when we do this show unless Ja does something absolutely spectacular and even then it's a shot in the dark with you guys. NBA though, I wanted to know from you guys the Tucker TN quarantine question: Who do you think has the best shot at the NBA title at this point? We have, we're doing a basketball show. We haven't talked any actual basketball. There were three playoff games to be played tonight, but since we have a pause. I feel why not try and actually talk some basketball since this is, you know, an actual sports show. Who has the best shot at the NBA title as we sit here? We've seen the first few rounds or at least a few uh the first couple rounds of playoff games. We know who's good, we know who has excelled in the bubble. Robert Deerfish says the Lakers 
the end. And many people are going to feel that way, but the Lakers look slow to start. They've won their three games against Portland since losing that opening uh, playoff game, blowout games yesterday. Yeah, I was really, I was really disappointed to see, uh, you know, Doncic, Doncic is playing on a bum ankle and trying his best, and the Clippers just, I mean, Paul George, my God, did Paul George absolutely put on a clinic. Good for him, by the way, for, for as much as he gets crushed. Uh, you see Marcus Morris stepping on Luka's ankle last night? I did, and I think that, uh, I think that that, he got a few calls after the fact, but that doesn't diminish the idea that Marcus Morris intentionally tried, it appears Marcus Morris intentionally tried to hurt Luka Doncic. Uh, domestic violence armed, oh, people are arguing in the comments on Facebook Live, not talking to me, still play and let individuals leave, says Anthony uh, at uh, Acevedo, forgive me, Anthony, if I've mispronounced your last name, who has the best shot at the NBA title right now? You have the Lakers, you have the Bucks, you have the Clippers vying for things, Portland, down 3-1, probably not going to make a lot of noise after this. My Indiana Pacers got swept. The Miami Heat looks sneaky, competent. Who do you think is going to win the NBA title? Let me know on Facebook Live and on Periscope. The TuckerTN.com quarantine question. We do every Wednesday on the show. While you guys weigh in with your answers, I will tell you about the people who present the TuckerTN.com quarantine question. And that is our friends at the Tucker Agency, Nashville's best independent insurance agency, covering everything that you need insured outside of health insurance. They can add, they add a focus on personal insurance. They can do home, auto, valuables, rental properties, Airbnb, boats, golf carts, whatever you need, life insurance, and they can save you an average of 20% on your insurance valuations should you go through our friends at TuckerTN.com. The Tucker Agency out there in Brentwood, local, supporting the community, as all of our great sponsors do here on the Primetime Show and the A to Z Sports Network. By the way, very exciting announcement coming on Sunday night with somebody who has just signed on for the Titan season who is going to make your Titans coverage from A to Z Sports so much. It was already pretty kick-ass. Gonna be so much better once we sign up. Uh, once we uh, when we have signed up with the people who are going to make it a substantially better Titans coverage uh, product coming to you this fall, and we will announce that on Sunday night. I'm very excited to do so. Uh, but in the meantime, check out TuckerTN.com, Nashville's only independent insurance agency. Save yourself an average of twenty percent, as all of their customers do. Who has the best chance? Of winning the NBA title. Buck, uh, you're a Pacers fan also, says Jabu. Man, they they hurt me. They fired Nate McMillan today. It's so stupid the way that they did it. Completely, uh, completely misguided in a way that you have Miles, uh, Miles Turner, who the Heat broadcasters were calling Miles Turnover by the end of the series. You have a a, a shell of who Victor Oladipo is normally when he's when he's healthy and right, and he looked a little better in game four. But he still wasn't enough. T.J. Warren is your best bubble player, and that ends up getting the coach fired. Just a disaster on all fronts. They got swept in four, I and I like that team. Like, I don't hate that Pacers team as much as I normally hate my, my favorite sports teams. But my God, was that a tough thing to have to swallow with Jimmy Butler blowing kisses at my bench uh, last night. Raptors looked lethal in the first round, says Bobby. Yeah, the Raptors look really, really good uh, in a way that I don't think people were expecting them too. Clippers says Jonathan Tillman. 
Uh, Lewis Chesney says the Nuggets. I don't know. That Nuggets-Jazz series is pretty competitive. I'm a Rockets fan, but without Westbrook, we, not might, we may not beat OKC, says Robert Deerfish. They're a totally different team. You saw Harden getting frustrated the night he pushed over the hand sanitizer uh, at, uh, after, they, uh, after they lost a pretty close game against, uh, against OKC and Chris Paul. Without Russell Westbrook, they have a lot more heavy lifting to do. Without Russell Westbrook, that's actually a series. I would have thought the Rockets would have handled that uh, pretty, pretty easily had Westbrook, a healthy Westbrook, been in the lineup. Who do you believe has the best shot at the NBA Finals at this point in the bubble? Not a lot of Lakers. Not a lot of Lakers being expound, uh, espoused here in the comments on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Blake Mitchell says, thoughts on us getting our linebacker uh, back, says Blake. Bussin' with the boys. Yes, Will Compton is officially a Tennessee Titan again. I am pleased to announce that new Tennessee Titan, old Tennessee Titan, turned new to Tennessee Titan linebacker again. Will Compton will be tomorrow's guest on the 615 Sessions podcast. It'll be a little later than you're used to. We're taping it after practice. I, uh, I FaceTimed him today. He's very excited. He's fired up to get out there. He's going to be at practice tomorrow. He passed a physical. He said he crushed his workout this morning. And Will Compton will join us tomorrow to talk uh, about his thoughts on rejoining the Titans uh, as an inside linebacker. By the way, they could use him. Like, they could really use him in a way that I didn't really expect him to be needed uh, prior to, I think, I think in May, or excuse me, March, people were asking me about the idea of re-signing Will Compton. And at that point, I think it was pre-pandemic, and I kind of scoffed at the idea. But they're, uh, the, the undrafted rookie free agents they had behind them were, you know, terrible. Fairly terrible. Brett Brown had to go, says Tyree Beatty. Yeah, the Sixers stink. Ugh, what a, what a godforsaken franchise, the Philadelphia 76ers. They have good luck figuring that out with Joel Embiid. And, uh, and uh, oh, I'm blanking on his name, the kid that can't shoot. Ben Simmons from LSU. <laughs> just, just an absolute tire fire. With no end in sight, and Brett Brown, I'm probably happy if I'm Brett Brown at this point to get fired as the coach of the 76ers. Uh, with, to me, it's not a question. To me, it's the team that LeBron James is on. It's always the team that LeBron James is on. To me, it is LeBron James, and by extension, the Los Angeles Lakers. I looked up there and seen 24 to 8. I was like, okay, he's here in the building. So, you know, it was a beautiful night for our franchise. That is LeBron James, the Los Angeles Lakers. They are tearing through teams right now, tearing through the Portland Trailblazers after dropping that first game of the playoff series. I would not get in the way of an angry, playoff-ready, rested LeBron James. Benefit going to sports bars, see other games, see how other players look. Had some good Raider games, says Puka. To hell with the NBA, says War Eagle 20, uh, 222. Uh, you're way late to the show. 
at this point, uh, if you are just now disparaging the NBA, almost an hour and 40 minutes into the show. Hell of a show tonight we're doing, by the way. Long one. I love when I get to talk about uh, the intersection of race and sports. I find it really, really to be uh, an engaging conversation. I appreciate you guys participating. LeBron James currently leading his team in rebounds, in assists, 10.2 a pop in both of those categories. Anthony Davis, through these four games, is the leading scorer. LeBron James right behind him. AD averaging 26.5, 25.3 points per game through four playoff games for LeBron James at age 35. This dude is the Terminator. I think these these couple of months that they've had off before the bubble, I think it, you see how much better these teams look, how much fresher their legs look. The shooting is incredible. The offense is outstanding for these teams. Out here scoring in the in the 110s and 120s almost every playoff game. It really is exciting basketball to watch. And I think there's going to be some adjustments made to the court and the game after this. Because, it's I mean, it's almost too easy. Where Montrez Harrell is pulling up from deep and nailing these shots. And Luka Doncic hits this incredible sh- buzzer beater that nobody ever should be taking that shot the way that it did. And Luka's not that great of a shooter. But these guys are hitting from everywhere in the playoff bubble. And they, uh, and they find themselves... Here in a situation where uh, where um, they are they are having great success, but LeBron James with some shooting is going to be a threat with, without question. One fifty four the other night says Robert Deerfish. Why the Sixers signed they Sixers? Why the Sixers signed Al Horford baffles me. Says Ronnie Steen. Sixers didn't just sign Al Horford. They gave Al Horford a hundred million dollars to come be in like a sta- come be like a stabilizing force. In Philadelphia, and they've just, you know, they just pooped themselves again in the playoffs. Awesome, congrats, Will, says Johnny Lee. Welcome back. Shout out the boy, Will Compton, says Ronnie Sneed. Most exciting third string linebacker signings ever, says Michael McDonald. Yeah, Will Compton tomorrow on the 615 Sessions podcast. We have gotten through another show. We have done four shows. We have one more show to do to put a bow on our primetime week. Breaking news, Lakers and Clippers to cancel the NBA season. Uh, is that something that is true? Is that something that is happening here on A to Z Sports? Is that a real headline that you're sending me, Texas Sports 1015? Are you, uh, are you saying that this is something that has actually happened live and breaking news as we sit here on A to Z Sports primetime? I have not yet seen that come across the timeline. I am, uh, I am looking for it. I hope that... I hope that we are seeing. Uh, I hope that we are seeing something uh, to that effect. If that's actually accurate, text, uh, actually accurate, factually accurate. Uh, I need you to let me know, Texas Sports Ten Fifteen. Otherwise, um, unless you're just making a joke, uh, at that point, I need to know. You know, this is a tough, it's a tough balance for me to do while this is live streaming um, on uh, on Facebook Live and on Periscope. Here we go. The Lakers and Clippers have vo- voted. To boycott the NBA season. Sham Sharania. Most others voted to continue. LeBron James has exited the meeting. Here we go. We'll find out more as this thing goes along. But that's the end of the show. Wow, that's a bomb to have dropped in the middle of the show. We've gone uh, almost an hour, almost two hours worth of show tonight. And what a show it has been. The Lakers and Clippers have voided, voted to boycott the NBA season. Most, uh, most other teams voted to continue. LeBron James has exited the meeting. This is uh, this is wild. This this is going to be crazy. Um, I don't know where the NBA goes from here. 
and I'm fascinated to see how this plays out. I'm going to go catch up on the news. I hope you guys have a great night. We'll talk about it tomorrow on the 615 Sessions Podcast. I'm sure Austin and Zach tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on A to Z Sports on these same streaming platforms. We'll talk about it. I, uh, I am fascinated to see where this thing goes. I'm also fascinated to have you guys back for one more show. If they cancel the season, you bet your ass we'll be talking about it tomorrow night here on A to Z Sports Prime Time. I will see you back then, 8 p.m. tomorrow evening, 8 p.m. Central Time, that is, on the A to Z Sports streaming network. We end this show as we end all shows with Mike Vrabel making fun of Paul Kaharski. Stay safe, stay clean, and as always, fam, peace and love. You think the um hey no radio today paul i was gonna push it back to one so that you could be here hey i appreciate you reading the first question did you get enough to drink today paul i'm good but i didn't bring the vodka okay good day for it how, how many paying members do you have on that website i just was curious because jen tried to join and then she just realized it was too much money so she just decided wow. not to, to do it amy's not paying you as well as i thought what, how many members do you actually have that pay? Like paying members, not relatives or anything that's, like that. It's not uh, not public information, but we can uh, talk.